out the corner of my eye, I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. Hour number two on the Thursday crew. Dave Palumbo, Tyler Levy, I'm Alex Carminati. Rutgers men's lacrosse, Rutgers women's lacrosse. The Big Ten tournament for both teams coming up this weekend out in the state of Maryland. The men's team will travel to College Park to face Maryland. The women do battle with John Hopkins in Baltimore. I caught up this week with, with uh, Megan Ball, one of the top defenders for Rutgers women's lacrosse. As the Scholar Knights to end the regular season won three huge games and three out of four to end the regular campaign. Megan Ball, a former All-American, a senior captain, solid defender for Rutgers Women's Lacrosse, spoke with me to preview the upcoming matchup for Rutgers against Johns Hopkins. We'll touch on Rutgers Men's Lacrosse in a bit, but we'll, we will open up with the women as Ball and company look to get revenge against a Blue Jays team they lost to earlier this month. Here's my conversation with, with Megan Ball, only here on WRSU-FM New Brunswick. Megan, thanks so much for being with me today. Really appreciate your time. And thanks again for being with us as you get set for this Big Ten tournament matchup versus John Hopkins. Of course. I'm happy to be here. You played this team back in the regular season. You played great. You were up 11-6 versus this team, you know, back in the regular season. You came up short 12-11 to out in Baltimore. What's the focus going in where you won three or four to end the regular season? And this is where, you know, your season is really on the line, where this team looks to make a third straight national tournament. That will depend on how they play in the Big Ten tournament. What's the game plan going in, and how will you look to get revenge against a Blue Jays team that you almost beat back in the regular season? I just think we need to go in there and not underestimate them. They are a very good team, and like we were up by a lot the first time we played them, and I think we just have to go in there, keep our heads down, do what we need to do, and make sure that we don't let up like we did last time. And you've been a part of the two straight years that this team has made the national tournament. You know, walk me through your time at Rutgers. And for this year, you know, how high really are the expectations to make sure you have that third trip uh, on the national stage? Yeah, I just think coming in as a freshman, like there weren't very many expectations for this team coming in. I think especially my whole class coming in, like we had high expectations. So I think us coming in and like our season getting cut short with COVID, like coming in as a sophomore again, like we knew like, what we had to do and we set that bar high and I think every year since then the bar has been set even higher and I think for us making the tournament again would be something very special but we need to focus on the Big Ten tournament first so going to Hopkins getting what we need to get done and then moving on to the next game and taking it one game at a time until the we do consider the national tournament. You know, you know, this year has been a bit up and down, but you did finish strong in the regular season. Three wins versus Stony Brook, Vermont, and Ohio State. You know, you won those games in really big fashion. You, you beat Stony Brook 12-7. Sophia Cardello with 12 solid saves. Sophia Cardello mm -hmm. and company, she had seven saves versus Vermont in that 15-7 win for your team. And then versus Ohio State, you're down 12-7. You scored six unanswered, including the winner by Lily Dixon in overtime to get that win in Big Ten play versus the Buckeyes. Walk me through the final few games of this season where, again, it wasn't the best all around this year, but you finished off really, really strong. How can this team get hot come Big Ten tournament time with the way you finished these previous four games? I think these last four games give us um, some drive going into the tournament. I think, yeah, we might have not played our best in these last couple games, but we've had people all around the board like scoring and doing well, so I think it's keeping that and making sure that everyone who's on the field is doing their job and 
everyone is a threat out there. And I think the last couple games, like especially in the win over Ohio State, like we had more people on the scoreboard, like scoring, not just like one or two people. And I think sharing the ball and making sure that everyone gets touches is really important going into this next game. You know, Cassie Spills and Marin Hartshorn have been the top two players offensively. Marin scored her 200th career point in that OT win versus um, Ohio State. She leads the team in points altogether. And Cassie Spills, yet again, a 40-goal season, leads the team again with goals um, for this team. You're seeing freshmen like Ava Kane and Lily Dixon really get involved, where they had seven of those 13 goals in that win versus Ohio State. Lily had four and scored the OT winner versus the Buckeyes. So how is it the seniors leading the charge, but how is it young players, those freshmen, also getting involved with what the offense has done these past few games or so? Yeah, I think Cassie and Marin are the backbone of the offense, and I think they give other people on the team the confidence to drive and to want to like score. So I think having them on the field, like coaching up the freshmen, even sophomores, even juniors, like anyone on the field, like with them out there, they're most comfortable because they know that their leadership on the field is what's going to drive us to score and like win these big games. And I think these freshmen coming in like Lily and Kane, they're having that confidence to be able to do and produce for this team. What has made them stand out in practice and games this year to really step up in big moments the way they have, especially versus Ohio State and the many times they've had success uh, during their freshman campaigns for Rutgers? Yeah, I really truly just do think it's like a confidence thing. Like they came in head high, they came into work and they came in to learn and they came in to like take the constructive criticism and, and use it. And I think that definitely helped them the last couple weeks and coming up big for us in these games these last couple weeks too. Jenna Byrne also, she's been around the program for a while. She leads the team in assists and she scored the assist off Lily Dixon's goal to win that game versus Ohio State. How can she look to get herself involved along with the likes of Cassidy, Marin, Ava, Lily Dixon, even Kate Carolanza, who has 12 goals this year, Ashley Campo, Ashley Monahan, they've contributed too. How can Jenna Byrne get herself also in the mix with all those players? Yeah, and as you said, she leads the team in assists, and I think that's exactly what her role on the offense is. Like She's a very dynamic player, and she can score and assist, and I think that's what makes her so deadly, especially behind the crease, and I think she just has to continue to drive and dish like she's been doing, and I think that's what's really going to help us win games. Your defense has been very rock solid the past few games. You've been one of the key pieces, like I mentioned before, on that back line last year, an All-American. This year, most likely another um, All-American campaign. What is your job exactly on this team? And for you, you know, to, you know, go into this Big Ten tournament with a lot of experience, a lot on the line for this team, how will you look to leading carry Rutgers to success on the back end? on the defensive side of things uh, versus Johns Hopkins. Yeah, I think, like, we talked about, like, lacrosse's game of runs, and we know that, like, we're going to go on a run, Johns Hopkins is going to go on a run. Like, it's what we do that I think for us, we always say, like, okay, we need to do our job on defense, get the ball to attack, and, like, maybe we're not scoring, we're not doing well. But if we get those stops on defense, that's going to just drive our attack to want to score or, like, give us the more opportunities to score. So I think it's definitely just all – seven of us on defense plus Cardell and the goal like we all have the same mindset where it's like things might not be going our way on an offense or like on the drawer or anything but as soon as it comes to our side of the field like we're locking it in and we're not going to let them score or like take over the game 
How has Sofia Cardello been able to be just so rock solid these past few games? I mean, you know, she's been great for two years here at Rutgers, taking over as that main netminder between the pipes for your team. This year has been back and forth, but those three wins were really, you know, her highest moments of her junior campaign. 12 star-studded saves versus Stony Brook, seven in that win versus Vermont, and a whole bunch more, especially to force overtime versus Ohio State. How would you break down her play in these last three wins for Rutgers? I think Sophia Cardell has been playing lights out these last few games. I think she's been a very big part of like our defense. And I think when she makes big stops like that, it just drives us to want to um, play good defense and play good one for one and have good slides, like because we know that she's in the back and then she's working her hardest to like save the ball. So we want to do, we just want to help her out even more. So I think it's like, we all like to be on the same page. And like, if she's doing her job, we need to do our job just as much. And, you know, your coach, coach Melissa Lehman, she was the big 10 coach of the year last season. This year has your team back in the big 10 tournament. And again, you're looking to make a run. How has she been able to coach these three wins as of late? And, you know, what is she doing to prepare you guys for a desired run for a possible big 10 title? Yeah. She always tells us when we write on our bricks before games, like she always has believe and like she believes so heavily in this team and like what we have to offer and what we can do. So she just comes up with these great game plans of matchups, whatever. But overall, it's she has so much belief in this team where I think that makes us want to play even harder because we're like our coach believes in us so much and she has such high expectations for us that we need to meet those standards. And, you know, I've heard Sophia Cardello say this before. You know, she says this year's team is a bunch of relentless underdogs. How can that, you know, mindset and that narrative truly take place in this year's Big Ten tournament? Yeah, especially this year, not the year, not necessarily going the way we expected. And we are the sixth seed. So and we used to years past, like we were the underdogs the whole season. Like now we came in with a name for ourselves and it might have not been it hasn't been going the way that we've wanted to but now coming into this tournament we can really take that relentless underdog mentality and use it because we are the succeed and people aren't expecting us very well but we can take that and use it to our advantage like we have in the past years and again you know a big matchup versus john hopkins big 10 tournament starts this weekend this team look, looking to make a third straight national tournament appearance a lot has gone you know up and down for Rutgers women's cross but again this ending to the regular season, winning three or four has been a remarkable stride to, you know, salvage your season to this point. For you, it's most likely your final year here at Rutgers, uh, you know, for this women's lacrosse program. How do you want to walk away from Rutgers having your name being remembered and, and the legacy you contribute in your time here on the banks? Yeah, I definitely want to leave with a bang. Like, I think we, this team has so much more to offer. And I think if we make a long run in this Big Ten tournament, we can get a bit into the NCAAs and honestly make a run in the NCAA tournament. And I think we have so much more to prove and there might not be that many games left to prove it, but with the games that we have left, we just need to go out there and give it our all. Like it is our last game and us being like my class being seniors now, it's so bittersweet. And like, I can't imagine the season ending anytime soon for us we'll see where it all goes this big 10 tournament is right around the corner and as they say this is where the fun begins and i'm sure for Rutgers women's lacrosse this will look to be a fun time for this team as megan ball she's in her final ride with Rutgers and the skull and i team for women's lacrosse playing the underdog role in this year's big 10 tournament and they're looking to make a third straight national tournament with that same mindset and with that same narrative 
on their shoulders. Megan Ball, senior captain, solid defender for this team, previous All-American. And for Megan Ball, a very solid career, and she looks to end it strong in the postseason with his Rutgers women's lacrosse squad. Megan Ball, thanks so much for joining the program today. Much appreciated. All the best to you and this team this weekend, and all the best the rest of the season in 2023. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me. So that was Megan Ball of the women's lacrosse team here at Rutgers. Those Skull and Ides v. Johns Hopkins this Saturday out in Baltimore, round one of the Big Ten tournament. The men's lacrosse team here at Rutgers also has the Big Ten tournament, round one Saturday night in Maryland versus Maryland out in College Park. So... A lot of big things happening for these teams. It's been disappointing years for both squads, both of them only with one win in conference play. The men went 1-4, the women went 1-5. Uh, although that, that, that's been the case, a lot of good wins all season long for these squads versus Princeton for the men's team, versus Michigan for the men's team, versus Loyola for the men's team. They were top five at that time. Uh, they crushed Maris to kick off the new season. They almost beat Army, lost by one, but still a great great effort there. And also for the women, you know, some big wins versus Jacksonville to begin the season. Uh, they started 3-0. They crushed Georgetown. Uh, you know, some big wins versus Ohio State. Stony Brook, obviously, they beat them who where they were number six in the nation on April 12th. Sophia Cardello with 12 remarkable saves, 19 saves in two straight wins, over 30 saves in three straight wins for Rutgers. And, I, you know, the best game she played all year was versus the Seawolves. But in general, that game versus the Buckeyes was, was remarkable for Rutgers, not just to force overtime, but to win in overtime, being down by a five, scoring six unanswered to win 13-12 over the Buckeyes of Ohio State. So, you know, we'll see where this team goes. This Rutgers women's, women's lacrosse team has been very interesting. And, again, you know, they've had a tough year all around the board, but the way they ended it was very, very promising. And even though they, they still lost to James Madison, who's top five in the country, a big win versus Stony Brook, you beat Vermont, you come back versus Ohio State, and the freshmen in Lily Dixon and Ava Kane strongly getting involved. Seven goals for those two uh, combined in that 13-12 win versus the Buckeyes. And for Dixon, four goals that include the OT winner over Ohio State. So this team has a lot of strength on all sides of the ball. And when they played Johns Hopkins last time, that was on April 1st. Johns Hopkins was down 11-6. Yes, Rutgers lost that game, lost the lead, blew it, lost 12-11 out in Baltimore. But it's a rematch 28 days later, later, and these are two different teams compared to April 1st, Tyler. So, you know, we'll see where this goes. It's a big matchup for the women, and if they can make some sort of run, maybe they can just squeak into a third straight national tournament appearance. Absolutely. I think it'd be huge to... You know, anytime you can compete for a national championship, it's huge for the team, it's huge for the program, it's yeah. huge for this university. Um, obviously, women's lacrosse and men's lacrosse here at Rutgers are both very good programs. Right. Um, having a, a year that is a little bit worse than what people expected. Very disappointing. It, it is disappointing. Um, but as you said, if they can make a run down the stretch here and they can get hot, this is still a good program. And if they can put themselves in a position to compete for a national championship, then anything can happen. No, for sure, indeed. And, you know, the men the men have had it more difficult this year, Dave, where, you know, they started 7-1, and one, top 6 in the country, top 10 in the country consistently. They were number 9 after beating Michigan in that thrilling OT win back on Good Friday. But fast forward nine days later, they hosted Maryland over 
almost 6,000 people there at SHI Stadium, did not play the best game. They were down 5-0. They were down 11-5. They lost 11-8 to Maryland yet again. And then to end the regular season, Dave, at State College, getting blown out by Penn State 14-5. So a really tough way to end the regular season, and it gets even harder in the Big Ten tournament where they play Maryland, that same team, from two weeks ago this time in College Park. Yeah, I mean... And very disappointing. I would say even more disappointing than the women's side, which also is yeah. disappointing. Yeah, I would. Considering I would, how far they went in the national tournament last that. year, I would agree with that. Came in with a ton of expectations. Yeah, but I mean, the team still has a lot of talent. They do, offensively, even defensively too. They have a ton of talent on both sides of the ball. I I don't know. It, they they've really struggled this year. But hey, all that matters is if you get hot at the right time. Right. So and yeah, you said it. They were only they only lost by Maryland by how much? Three. Three. So. Hey, that's not that much. That's not that much at all. Maryland's super loaded last year, obviously. Yeah. Good team this year as well. Not as good as last not, year. Not as good. Last year, they were special, special. Oh, I know. But, yeah. I mean, all that matters is how you're doing at the very, very end of the year. So, hey, if they turn up, they turn up. Well, look, I mean, you know, if you win the Big Ten tournament, you get the automatic bid. And I would think that's the only chance the men's team has in getting to the national tournament. Because let's say they lose to Maryland – it can be by a whatever amount, three goals, five goals, seven goals, whatever. I sadly think they don't make it this year. But if they beat Maryland, they beat Johns Hopkins possibly in the second round, and they make a run for a Big Ten title, that's the different story. But you, but you have to get back. Uh, you have to get through Maryland first to make sure you have that chance. And even though the team as a whole is not doing the best, you still have Shane Knobloch balling out this year. 18 goals, 17 assists, leads the team in assists, 35 uh 35 total points. Ross Scott leading the team again in goals and points and all really a lot of offensive categories. Scott and Knobloch are both uh, uh, top 25 players to watch out for for best player of the year in the NCAA for men's lacrosse. And Ethan Rawl was just named, along with Knobloch and Scott, to the uh, Big Ten second all-team this year in 2023. So Ethan Rawls has been a menace on defense for several seasons for Rutgers. Last year especially, a first All-American bid uh, in 2022. But so far in 2023, still, still a very strong campaign. One Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week three weeks ago was just named to the All-Big Ten second team with Knobloch and Scott in um across the Big Ten Conference, and, you know, Rawls going to be a guy who's really going to lead and take charge for this defense that has struggled the past few games, where they've lost them, but they've been outscored 25 to, I'm doing very quick math here, 13, so it's not been the best effort defensively, but Rawls a guy who's definitely going to get their mojo going if they look, as they look to make a run, and if they can pull off the upset versus Maryland, at least in round one. So, we'll see where it goes. Rutgers men's lacrosse looking to have a comeback effort in the Big Ten tournament. Rutgers women's lacrosse also looking for a comeback effort in their Big Ten tournament. And, guys, let's pre briefly touch on them one more time before we go to break, where... Again, Johns Hopkins, they played them back on the first, and Rutgers was beating Johns Hopkins in Baltimore 11-6. Roll around the fourth quarter, six unanswered by the Blue Jays. Rutgers loses 12-11 in Maryland. Fast forward 28 days later, it's a rematch again in Baltimore. So, Tyler, we talked with Megan Ball. We just heard her, you know, you know, response and her, you know, preview to a certain extent for this team this weekend. What exactly can we expect and how will Rutgers be able to, uh, you know, be able to truly turn things around to pull off a big upset versus the Blue Jays? Well, Johns Hopkins is a very good uh, team in lacrosse, uh, both men's and women's. Uh, have been for years. And, and have been for a very long time. Obviously, you know, they're not a Big Ten school 
with the exception of lacrosse. Right. Um, you know, again, Rutgers women's lacrosse really has been struggling, you know, as of late, you know. And, and as you mentioned earlier, they lost to Johns Hopkins earlier in the year. Um, yeah. In, in a close game. It was uh, one goal, 12-11. Uh, but they've been picking it up a little bit more lately. Uh, you know, the big overtime win at SHI uh, lost to number four, James Madison. You know, 14-7 to to close out the campaign. But they played Johns Hopkins well early in the year. And they kind of know what they're going to expect. I mean, that game was also down in Baltimore. So, you know, they, they know what they're going to expect. Um, and they've won a few games lately. If you know, they beat number six Stony Brook 12-7. You know, beat Vermont, beat Ohio State. So they had three wins in a row before dropping the one to James Madison. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're in a little bit of a, you know, winning streak-ish. You know, they've been hotter as of late. Um, you know, and again, when they played Johns Hopkins back on April 1st in Baltimore, you know, they weren't ranked, but they did receive votes to Johns Hopkins, and it was a 12-11 yeah. close game. And so I think women's lacrosse, you know, they're, they're heating up right now. They're not as hot as they should be, but they're heading in the right direction. They know what it's going to take to get the win on the road. It's just a matter of execution, and can they be the better team? Oh, for sure. And, you know, they've had a great great turnaround towards the end of this regular campaign. The men, again, it's been the opposite for them, but they're looking to really turn around in the postseason. And for this men's lacrosse team, when their back is against the wall, they're able to really do some damage. And this is the case on Saturday. Can they do it versus Maryland? It's much difficult. It's much different. It's going to be a lot harder compared to any other team you can name. Because Maryland has been Rutgers' kryptonite ever since they joined the Big Ten. And Rutgers only beat Maryland once back in 1980. That's the only time Rutgers beat Maryland in men's lacrosse. That was all the way back in the 80s. So, you know, we'll see where this team can go. Hopefully Brian Cameron's healthy enough to play. He didn't play last week because of some injuries. Uh, still not sure what those injuries are. I would assume lower body. But, you know, he's missed a lot of Big Ten, you know, play time this year. And if Brian Cameron was healthy throughout the entire Big Ten portion portion of the season, Rutgers could easily be a 2-3 seed, maybe even the one possibly this year um, for the, uh, the uh, Big Ten postseason. So, Brian Cameron definitely has been missed, but hopefully he plays. And if he does play, he can definitely contribute to a Rutgers team that has five 20-goal scorers on the 2023 season. Uh, Ross Scott, Brian Cameron, and Dante Kulis all have 25 apiece in this 2023 year, despite the fact that Rutgers has won only one game in Big Ten play this season. With that, we'll step aside. The Long Island legend, Billy Joel. 15 minutes away from my hometown. He grew up in Hicksville. I'm from Massapequa Park. Either way, we're back here for Rapid Fire. A longer edition as we'll go the full half hour for the re- for the remainder of our show with a round-robin Rapid Fire here on a Thursday crew of WRSUFM New Brunswick. Dave Palumbo, Tyler Levy. What's good? How are you, Lieutenant? I'm chilling. How are you? I'm good. I'm How are you, Tyler? I'm I'm Alex I'm Carminati. I, I know. I was throwing the ball to Tyler. Yeah. I heard you. You said you were good. Well, good. how are you? Oh, I think I'm doing pretty. Well. I'm chilling. How are you? Yeah, That's good. You're chilling, yeah. Lieutenant. You're chilling over here. You're I chilling? mean, I am. Yeah. You're he freezing? asked. He asked. I answered. You're chilling. Yeah. Please. You're I am. Chilling. Unlike those people outside. No. I don't know what the, I don't know what's going on. How about this? You're doing fine. You're doing great. You're having a good time. I'm chilling. He's chilling. No. He's no. vibing. He's no. Vibing. You're not. I'm chilling. chilling. 
You're not chilling. Yes, because, I am. No, because I'm relaxed. Because I'm no, because you're not. Yeah, look, look at me. I'm chilling. You're not it is cold. It's a little chilly in here, though. It's not chilly in here at all. A little bit. It could be. No, it's not. I'm have to put my jacket on. You were not chilling because it's not chilly. If you were outside saying I was chilling because I'm cold, that makes sense. No, what if we, what chilly, if, not what if we, what if we were at Chili's? Then that makes sense. I'm chilling. You're chilling at Chili's. That I got. But what do you not get about me being chilling right now? Because it just makes no sense. What if he's but vibing? I'm, yeah, he's, no. He's vibing. He's no, no, no. vibing? Yeah, he's vibing. He's vibing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. He's, he's going vibing. with the vibe. You know, he's slow. I'm catching your vibe. Yeah. Catching your drift. Yeah, my my drift and vibe ain't so great. I'm seeing what you're putting up, and I'm liking it. Anyway, <laughs> Lieutenant. Who um, loves you, baby? He's right, finishing the alley-oop. Yeah. Yeah, I could assist. I'm sure you could assist, yeah. Well, one side of the plate, though. I'm sure. One anyway. Josh Myers, uh, shout out. Anyway. <laughs> shout out. All right, here's the deal. We got rapid fire. We got the NFL draft coming up. We have a lot going on. We will start there. We'll start with the NFL draft. It's happening in 28 minutes. The first pick will be selected. Okie doke. We all expect Bryce Young to go first overall to Carolina. Most likely, C.J. Stroud, two to Houston. A good friend of one of my good friends. Whoa, who? Bryce Young. Really? Not a good friend, but friends. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's that? Uh, she runs track at Bama, so she knows You're Bryce Young. You're kidding me. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Is she from your hometown or something? No. How do you know her? So I met her this summer. How'd you meet her this summer? Okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm just curious. <laughs> He's trying to slide. No, I'm He's not. He's trying to slide. You're trying to slide. 100%. It's very, no, no, I'm just saying it's very, very interesting. <laughs> He's trying to slide. You know someone who knows Bryce Young. That's pretty cool. Bryce Young's going to be the first pick this year. And I know draft. someone who knows someone who knows Bryce Young. Hey, hey shout hey. out to Tyler Levy. And who's that? I, oh, my God. <laughs> we did this. No, no, no. Oh. Oh, okay. The lieutenant. You're tired. You're tired. You're tired. The lieutenant. Yes. You're that tired. Makes sense. You're lieutenant. Tired. Anyway. But yeah, no. Bryce Young. He's just short, but he's a stud. He well. He's just short. Well, he, he won the Heisman for a reason when he did. <laughs> he's a stud and a half. He's incredible, and he'll be the first pick. I think it's. For, I would say Stroud goes second. I think Will Anderson goes third. I'm hearing a lot of uh, positive movement for Will Levis out of Kentucky. I hear that too. I just. I don't think. He's I don't want that little, guy. I don't want him going fourth overall to Colts. I don't think he's him. He's not him. No, I don't, he's I don't not. think he's him. Look, Unless it comes to eating weird food, then he is. He's look, him. Look, he he's good, but he's not young. him. He's not. Calm, do you, how do you eat a banana? Do you eat it like Will Levis or no? How does Will Levis eat a banana? He eats it with the peel. He, just he eats a banana with a peel? Have you never yeah, seen that video? video? I'll pull it up. And no, I haven't. Was it? I've mayo, never seen it. Mayo in the, in the coffee? What do you put in the coffee? He puts, whoa, 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 whoa. He puts something in the coffee, Wait, too, wait, wait. Right? Hold on a minute. The man eats a banana with a peel? And? He puts calm, mayo calm, in his calm, coffee? Calm, I'm calm, watching. Calm, I'm calm. watching. I'm, Check this out. I'm watching, Lieutenant. You could give some play-by-play. I'm not gonna do that. That's oh, just he, he takes that, a bite. That is disgusting. <laughs> With the peel on. Yep. That's gross. And he like and looks at the camera it. in that like is, a weird way. Oh, okay. That is very strange. He is jacked though. He's jacked. He's huge. But he's a big dude. But because of that, he should not be the fourth overall pick in this year's draft. We love big dudes, but, he but he's not him. Because of how he's a banana. Huh? No, no, he should not. Oh, he should not. He should not. He should not in general. But also because of this. Because of that, that's why also. Well, you can't. He's a psychopath. Well, part of that, yeah. Look, look, he's you a You want that guy leading your team? He can't even eat a banana. No. Look. You know who I don't want leading my team? Zach Wilson. No. Well, he stinks. Well, yeah. now, well, now you have, <laughs> you've got my guy now, Aaron Rodgers, so don't worry about it, pal. Wait, who, for that. who's the QB of the Packers, though, since they don't have Rodgers? Jordan Love. You know that, oh, Lieutenant. Shoot. You knew I, that already. Oh, no, he forgot. He we, forgot. For, we were just talking about, hey, I'm tired, too. I'm tired, dude. No, no, no you're not. You, I was up late. No, you're not. You're being a wise guy. I was... Am I not tired? How are you going to tell me I'm you're not tired? You're probably tired, but you're, you're being a wise guy. He was guy. busy last night. He was up late. Don't we, bud? I'm sure. 
With what? Avision? Some Avision business? <laughs> no. Hey, you don't need to know what he was doing last night. I, I mean, true. Thank you, Tower. Yeah. But no, not that. Yeah, the lieutenant. You're right. Hey, the lieutenant was vibing last night. He on. was chilling. Yo. Hold on. May no up. Yeah, he put the mayo. Don't in touch the my mayo. laptop. Mayonnaise. Oh, coffee. it just. It yeah, just he put the mayo in the coffee instead of like a uh, Splenda or something like that. Is mayo? that true? Yeah. Yeah, Ma you put Ma the mayo in the coffee. You didn't see that. Mayonnaise in a coffee? Did they talk about... Oh, no. I'm going to... Oh, this is real. I might get yeah, sick. Yeah, that's real. Oh. I might... He takes the mayo... Wait, we're watching it right now. I might get sick. And he oh, puts it in the coffee. Okay. Ah! 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 Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no, 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 don't. Don't drink it. No, 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 don't, 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 oh, no, great, here we go, oh, no, and, Ed the Shed's gonna love your commentary of that, and that's why he should not be drafted in the first five, among other reasons, among other reasons, yes, anyway, look, look, he's good, he's talented, but he, he's, he's like Trey Lance, he's good, but he's not that great, he's that, and he's being overhyped, and he's being hyped to be this top five pick, whatever it is. The Colts will probably pick him because the Colts are a joke. They're a disaster. They can they can use Mickey Mouse as their quarterback at this point. You know, what? you don't take like anybody. Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger is good, but there's a reason why they're probably going to go with a quarterback. Sam Ellinger is horrible. I know. You just said he was good. He's good. Whoa! And you're invading my personal space. No, I'm not. Back up. He's look. <laughs> Ellinger's good. I'm for, joking. I'm joking. I know you are. <laughs> Ellinger's good enough for a backup. Yeah. He's not a starting caliber no, no, quarterback. No. No. And Matt Ryan's a joke. Yeah, no, he's Matt long Ryan, gone. Matt he Ryan, should be long gone. Matt Ryan should be put in a home at this point. He should I mean, be he's put just, in a home. It's awful. But you know who else we'll, should be put in a home? We'll get that to that in a second. Um he oh, my fault. Will 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 Levis is just not the guy. He's not the guy for this team. He's not and him. He's not him. If the Colts are legit about getting a quarterback, I would try to trade for one or you tank again and try to get Caleb Williams from USC. That's that's the plan you do. If you're the Colts, excuse me. If if you're the Colts, draft an offensive lineman, a tackle, a receiver, who, whoever else you need. Don't take Will Levis. And you know what? It's not going to kill you if you play Ellinger for one full season. If he does Give him great, a chance. exactly. If he does great, awesome. If he fails, okay, he fails. You gave it a shot, right? It will not kill you to play him for a full season. If you're the Colts, don't draft Will Levis. Draft any other position. Draft any other player besides a quarterback, especially by the name of Will Levis. So last night, my team, me, Alec, and Jake Mystel had the Colts, and we picked Anthony Richardson. Kind of on the rationale. I think... Can you let me finish? Kind of on the rationale that... Kind of what you're saying about how... You, they can just tank. They ha they're not like a win now team. They're not. Richardson's more of a project. He could be really good in a couple years. He could just stink, but he has a higher ceiling. The problem I so have, that's why we went Richardson over Levis or over a different position. And I get that. The problem I have with Richardson, I I'm not comparing his talent and ability to Will Levis, but I think he's a little he's getting too much attention as well. Well, in the top five, you think so? I I, I absolutely think so. Because Young's one, Stroud's two, Anderson's three, you know, Jalen Carter sh would go four in reality of things. Seattle at five can take Witherspoon, whoever else. So if you're, you know, sincere about the actual talent of, of all these players, of position, skill, height, whatever, there are better players available in the top five besides Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. They're both decent quarterbacks. I think Richardson's better. I do. 
I think he's better. And I think Richardson might be a top 15, top 20 pick. Honestly, I would take him over Will Levis. I would, think I think Will Levis should be more of a late first round. Would you take him over Jordan Love? I would take a pie in the face over Jordan Love. No, I, actually. Yes, I'm telling you this. I would take, look, Can Jordan Love. Pie? Like what type of pie? Yeah, Cherry pie. Cherry pie. Okay. Cherry pie, pumpkin pie, banana pie, le- lemon meringue pie. What mm. if the banana has the peel on it? No. Oh, that's a Will Levis pie. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a, a Will, Will Levis, Levis pie, pie, and that's not going to work out for me. But It's not going to work out for him either. What He's going to fall pie? in the apple draft. Pie? Huh? Apple pie? Yeah, why not? Yeah. But look, blueberries a- Apple bottom too. jeans. Yeah. All right, that's an old song. Anyway. Boots with the fur. Right. Yes, we know. We know how it goes. Whole club do we all? We do. Anyway, the point is, is that, um, you know, you have um, a, this type of quarterback talent, and there is a decent amount of QB talent, but Levis and Richardson are not top, top, well, Levis especially is not a top 20 pick. I would say if you get him, he's late first round, maybe even second round. I think he's a little overrated. Um, you look at Richardson, I would wait till maybe 16. If, if, if you're the commanders, I would go for a guy like him. If you're, you know, a team like Tennessee, maybe you, tra- you know, trade back or get him at 11. Um, I see more of that to a certain extent. Um, I don't see Richardson as a top five guy. Levis definitely not. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. But that draft does start in 20 minutes, believe it or not. That's the thing, though. In QB, Kansas City. QB, I feel like, is the hardest position to evaluate. Oh, it is. It's so hard. And like, you see, like, guys that get paid so much to not screw this up, screw it up all the time. Carson it's Wentz, so Jared hard. Golf. Golf? Golf. 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 Uh, Golf. uh, Zach Wilson. (laughs) Zach Wilson. He was picked two. Second overall. Sam Donald, second overall. I don't even get that. Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, eh. Trey Lance is not it. You don't don't think he's him? He's not it. He's not him? I don't know. I personally, if I and I... The Niners are a very interesting discussion. They are. They are. And I personally would have went with Mac Jones at three two years ago. I would have. Well, a lot of people want uh, him out. Because New England. because Mac Jones has no offense. Mac Jones, a de- he's a good quarterback. But if if you give him offensive talents, receivers, running backs, and actual offense to work with, he will thrive. San Francisco has that. It took them later on to find Brock Purdy, and they have the answer now, so it's not that big of a deal, really. But if the Niners got Mac Jones, it'd be a much better situation for him an even better situation for the 49ers, and Mac Jones would not be in the mess he's in with New England, where, honestly, he should go, and I think he will. I think he will go. I don't know where or when. Could be tonight, possibly, that they could trade him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they deal him away from New England to, I don't know, Tennessee, Washington, any team you want to name. You know, Raiders, maybe, possibly? Uh, maybe the Raiders? Could, hey, could work. Hey, um, uh, you want to hear a hockey update? What's that? Nineteen twenty-one left in the first. That's thirty-nine seconds in. Yes. Andre Pilat, New Jersey Devils goal. You kidding me? Andre Pilat. Andre Pilat on a tipping over the left shoulder of Igor. Where's the remote? Put on the Rangers game here. It got what channel? Pilat shot. ESPN two. It hit a stick in front and went in. Ch- channel thirty-five, Lieutenant. For the, for, for it hit Adam I'm Fox's going stick wow. and went over the glove of Shesterkin. Really. So for the folks that are wondering why we're talking about a TV channel, we do have a TV here in the studio where we're watching many games right now. We're watching one game. Well, now we're watching many games. We have a singular screen. Yes, but now, oh, I see it now. Oh, that's tough off Fox stick. Yep. We are, but, but we are watching many games by flipping around multiple times. 
because we did go from one game. We're watching to this one game. at a time, though. We are, but well, we are I watching multiple games. He has his on, on the computer, but he's watching the same game on two screens. He is, and now well, we now have I it know. up here. Here I'm, it is. I'm oh, a bit ahead. oh, I see. Oh my goodness, that was awful. Did, yep. Did you watch that? The Rangers win the faceoff. It goes off Shesterkin's pad. Wide open chance for Pilat as he crashes towards the goalie, throws it on net, goes off Fox and in the, into the cage. And the Rangers trail 1-0. 39 seconds in. 39 seconds in. That is ugly. And now I cannot hear the crowd, but I can only imagine how crazy they're going in New Jersey right now. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they're happy, and I'm sure some, some watch party maybe in Manhattan is not very thrilled. It's and probably almost as loud as it is on College Ave right now with the I people with far, the bullhorns. Look. I want to go that far. I mean, you can hear it, but it's not as deafening as The Rock. The Rock is... I think it's pretty close. Nah, nah, nah. The Rock is a deafening place. The Rock could be hard to be at sometimes. It's, a, it's loud, especially for for Rangers Devils. Especially in the round... round uh, especially in round one of the postseason. So, we'll see, you know. That's a big goal by Palat. Bad miscue by the Rangers. Palat capitalizes, throws one off Fox, and goes in past uh, Shesterkin. And that's it. That's that's not all she wrote, though. That is not, not all she wrote, but for those first th 39 seconds, that's a great way to kick off the game for the Devils at home, forcing a 2-2 tie, and now being in Game 5, having a quick lead. There you go. Shout out Captain Fox. Captain, Well, well, yeah, I'm sure Giddy's thrilled. I'm sure Giddy's thrilled. I'm sure McCoy is thrilled. I'm sure Onoff is thrilled, and I'm sure Jumpin' Johnny's not too happy right now. Ah, shout out Jumpin' Johnny. Hard oh, and Grant, Grant, Grant's a Devils fan. I'm sure he's happy. Whoa. My friend, whoa. That was from, ga oh, that's from oh, these are highlights. Oh, that's right. That's game four. Game four. I have a friend who's a Ranger fan, Alyssa. Oh, hold on a minute. You see that? Maya just hit, uh, hit just Storkin again. I have a friend who's at the game right now. She's a Ranger fan. Shout out Alyssa, who... Shout never, out. Never sees the Rangers score a goal. She always looks away, and she's at the game right now, so. Isn't, oh, okay. Well, so, uh, I think if, uh, I think it's on, uh, it's her fault there. Well, I would just like my Mark Messier guaranteed a lock. That's all. I would like my Mark, Mark Messier guaranteed a hit, especially when I choose the Rangers when they're playing the Devils. I would just like that to happen, Lieutenant. That'd be great. That would be great. That would be. Has it ever happened for you? Uh, not with the Rangers and Devils yet, no. It's the well. first time. You know, maybe if you keep trying, one day, one day you'll get there. Well, here the Rangers now with the uh, the puck. They're moving around the zone. Almost <laughs> two minutes in. You're doing play-by-play? -play? I'm not doing play-by-play. I don't know play. if that's allowed, buddy. I know it's not allowed. I'm just <laughs> giving a quick description of what's happening. <laughs> quick little update. Puck around the boards. <laughs> don't do the slot. Ooh, that, was that, that was close by Mott. He almost scored there. Anyway. Um, no one can see what you're talking about. What? It's just funny. All right, Lieutenant. Anyway. You're class act. You're class act. I try, Lieutenant. All right, but again, <laughs> Rangers-Devils, big game. One of three hockey games going on tonight. And, you know, with how crazy the last two games were, with each road team winning each contest, the fact that the home team has scored first here tonight, that says a lot. And if my memory is correct, there are only, yeah, five out of the five games, the home team has scored twice to, to begin the game. The first goal was scored by two home teams. The Rangers in Game 3, they lost. The Devils so far in Game 5, they're currently winning. So, you know, we'll see where they go. But if history does repeat itself in this series, if the Devils scored first, that could mean, that, that could mean the Rangers could come back and win this game, even though it's only three minutes in. So we'll see where There's it goes. There's a lot of, lot of hockey left. In oh, I know there is. I'm getting a little physical now. It is. Well, again, it's Rangers-Devils. Oh, what do you expect? Well, Crowd is chirping. 
I sent it. I sent the uh, 2012 uh, line ball to start the game in the group chat earlier today. I said this is how the game should start. Huh. Wow. That's the fifth fastest playoff goal ever. And that's the fifth fastest playoff goal to start in franchise history for the Devils, the goal that uh, Palat just scored. That's incredible. And, you know, he was hurt all year. He was. the majority of the year. Coming in from Tampa, you know, thought he was going to be a huge piece of this team. Didn't think they'd get him to the playoffs, but you know, he was hurt for the majority of the year, and the Devils, here they are, and he's healthy and big impact here in Game 5. And I'll tell you, he's been getting involved a lot the past few games. Game 3 didn't score, but got a lot of key assists, played a really key you know, mark on what happened in that win. And then in game three, uh, four rather, he got the uh, the icing on the cake goal in the empty net. So, you know, he's really playing as Mark. And now that that he has that first goal of the game here, 39 seconds in, that's huge. I'm a little bit ahead on my computer. Oh, are you now? Yeah. Don't say anything. Okay. I, th- I thought they, they were going to score. I felt it, but. Well, no. that was close. It was a two-on-one. Good defense by Fox. Very solid defense. Anyway, all right, so. From Long Island, by the way. Fox is from Long Island? Yeah. Where? Forget where. Where, where Long Island? Let me see. Excuse me, Lieutenant. You're excused. Oh, thank you very much. Why did you, like, why did you say excuse me? No, because I was reaching over. You're oh, right, oh, you're right you next to me. I didn't know you like made it smell or something. You're saying excuse no. me. No, no, no. Excuse me. Not at all. Jericho. Oh, really? Jericho, yes. Oh, really? I, I didn't realize that. I, I forgot. Jericho's Jericho. about 20 minutes away from Massapequa Park. Oh, my gosh. Nice town. You should go say hi. I don't think Adam Fox is in Jericho pretty often. He's either yeah, maybe in, maybe he's just working out with Charlie McAvoy. You don't know. It's possible. It's possible, but he's a, he like right now he's literally on the road and he's, he's, he's in the he's playoffs. He's on the ice right now. He's well on the ice on the road too. Well, he's on the pretty bench. close he's though. On the it's a road game. I know, but the Garden, the Rock, pretty close. Yeah, but it's still a road. It's still a road game. Still I, a road understand. Game. I understand. I understand. Still a road game. I understand. Anyway, um. Do you want to uh, rate your performance in the mock draft yesterday? Because I heard that was very controversial. You made some controversial picks. I don't uh, know if you heard about this, Tyler. I don't know if I, I say that. He made some controversial. Tell Tyler. You nah, made some controversial I picks. I wouldn't say that. Well, say they that. did have a special consultant come in halfway through, no. and it kind of helped their team. No, it didn't. Really? He, he had no impact whatsoever. Who? Ellis got fired. Oh. That's why he got fired. He did nothing. The big L? Uh, not that, but he did, Ellis Gordon? He did get fired. The, bit, the big L took the L? Oh yeah, happen? well, well, he got fired. So. He got fired. Oh my gosh! Who fired him? I fired him. You fired him. I fired him. Did yesterday. you say you're fired? I did say you're fired. <laughs> is that allowed? It is allowed because I'm the boss. You're like <laughs> the Apprentice. That's right, like the Apprentice. You're fired. Wow. You're fired. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Is that what you said to Ellis last night? I said he is was fired. Is that exactly how you said it? That's how I said it. He's fired. Oh man, I could see why he would be a little intimidated. That sh- is that Shaq at the de- at the Devils game? It's probably Photoshop. Shaq. You know, an old you know, at the Islanders new arena, they have Shaq's Big Chicken. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it, is it big? It is, and it's on a blue and orange bagel. Dude, that sounds good. Oh, I'm hungry yeah, now. But it's, yeah, but now it's, I'm hungry. It, it's like $15. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, you're going to a you're stadium, to of course. What yeah, what I do you know. expect? I know that. And they that, got good french fries with that, too. That, Ooh, yeah. Oh, that sounds good. That business is in Huntington, I think, I'm pretty sure. They have what, a shop. What, uh, the... The bagel place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue yeah, Line yeah. Deli. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yep. There's a Blue Line Deli in Huntington. Blue Line Deli? Yep. yep. Oh, that sounds good. You guys are getting me hungry. It's a big Isles fan base. Isles mm-hmm. fan base, Isles, all that stuff. So, big, those, big those deal. pesky Isles. They are pesky, all right. You're not wrong on that one. Although, you're going to tomorrow's game. I am. You are? I am. I'm that, like, are they, uh, where is it at? UBS? UBS. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. So, With my friend Ethan, who's a Hurricane fan. Oh. Shout out Ethan. Oh, no. Yeah, not yeah, not no, shout out no, Ethan. No shout out. No shout out. Well, no shout out. well the thing is, is that, well, are, are you driving train? Obviously, train, We're obviously. Take the train yeah, from take here the train. and take the LIR. Take the, yeah, do that. That, that. That's what I did. I went from here to Penn Station, yep. and then you hop on the Hempstead line. You go to Elmont UBS Arena. Yeah, it's not a bad. I've done it it's, before. It's, it's not, not terrible. Bad. It's not, not terrible. Like an hour from here to the city, 30 minutes from Penn to UBS. That's about right. Just yeah. Gotta, just got to walk around, you know, the largest racetrack there is, but that's all right. <laughs> it's make you walk it, it's, it's well, not terrible. We're, we got young lads. They, yeah. they, they have shuttles, too. So. Yeah, they have shuttles. And the shuttles are rain, though, so. It, yeah, yeah, it is supposed to rain. That, that's Every booty. time I go, it's either rain or like negative five degrees. The, I, whole, the whole weekend is supposed to be a wash. I know. It oh, it's well, sad. Well, wash on Rutgers Day. Rutgers Day. Exactly. It's Rutgers got moved inside. Like inside. inside. What does that mean? That means know. for us at least here at WRSU, our Rutgers Day stuff will be downstairs, not only in the Red Lion Cafe, but it'll be in the multiplex, uh, uh, multi-purpose room. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we'll be there. So, so our main shop will be outside the multi-purpose room, and uh, those who are performing, who are singing songs or what have you, they're going to be having their live live uh, performances in the Red Lion Cafe are you in sing? the basement. No, no, I'm not singing. You're going to do some more of that halftime? Show? Some more Sinatra for us. Sinatra, oh. baby. Yeah, right. Who no, loves no. you, baby? No, no, no. No, no. There are more talented folks by the name of Matt Keenan and Olivia Stabile who are much more talented than I am. Much they, more talented. Are they like 10 feet from you right now? Well, they're in Studio A, but they're probably not listening right now. Oh, I would well, hope they would out. listen. Shout out to them. Because Matt's a if very it, good drummer. Oh, no, he's listening. Matt's a very good drummer. He's Shout with a, out. He's with a group called Love Seat Pete. I don't know much about Love Seat Pete, but I'm sure Matt's going to have a great time on Saturday with his uh, his group down in the, in the uh, Red Lion Cafe. Yeah, Matt's turning around, but I don't think he hears me. It's going to be a little hope. rainy for the spring game, though. It is gonna it be is. rainy. I feel like that's normal though. Like mm, I feel like Greg likes it. I feel like Greg likes it. Build toughness. Well, Build it, toughness. well exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Rain or shine. Good. U- USC is not used to that. No. Rain or shine. No. They're gonna have the game Naturally at three I want o'clock. Them here in snow. And WRSU will have coverage of the game on oh. the alt stream. Do you know who we have on that? We got on off. We got Alec. Uh, I will be on. I, I think. Oh, oh, oh Tyler. Really? You Tyler. Call. And I think Josh Myers too. That's possibly. a good squad. Arnov, Alec, Tyler. Josh and Josh Myers. Myers. That's a good squad. That's a yeah. fire squad. Yeah, they'll be on the other uh, squad for the uh, the spring game, three to five. First hour will be on the alt stream here, and then once we're done with our live coverage of Rutgers Day, we'll go straight back to FM uh, for the rest of that football game out in Piscataway. So, you know, if you lots if lots you, to do, lots it, going it is. On. It is. It's 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 gonna be a busy day. Ruck, Rutgers baseball against Purdue this weekend. That's that's us tomorrow. Forgot about that. Big Ten tournament, obviously, for men's and women's. They, yeah. Rutgers golf tournament? has a Big Ten tournament as well. Oh, really? Rutgers golf made the Big Ten tournament this weekend for the first time ever. First Program time history. Ever. Program wow. history. Shout out. Shout out is right. That's and huge. they got some pretty good golfers on that team. Wow. Luke Wells, Xavier Marcoux, Weston Jones. Wow. Uh, Noah Kumar. They got a pretty good squad out there. There you go. And they'll be solid. And uh, those Skull Knights look for a very strong effort out in Galloway, New Jersey for the Big Ten tournament. Uh, this weekend, it starts tomorrow, going through Sunday. It's going to rain the whole weekend, but they don't care. They'll still go with it because they're strong golf players. Yes, sir. What about uh, what about yesterday? What about yesterday? Ah, hot dogs. That's right. Hot dog day. That's right. Hot dog day was yesterday. What were you? You were interviewing people. I was. I had a fun time Glizzy with gobbling. The, yes, yes. The uh, the Glizzy fans and the Glizzy people and the rest of them. Yep, yep. The yep. whole Glizzy gang. 
Glizzy gang. Well, I mean, I still don't get that. So Why is it a glizzy? We, it's, just, it, it, it's just a hot dog. You should, didn't you like you were interviewing people, right? I what was. did they tell you? What did the people tell you? I don't. I, I want to know. I don't remember. Oh, don't remember. Told I, I want to know what the people. You weren't say. even listening. I was. Listening. I don't remember. I, I mean, you interviewed a lot of people. Right? I had one gal tell me a gal, gal, classy gal. gal. Yes, nice tell gal. me a very classy gal that hot dogs are the staple of American culture. Hot dogs, baseball, and, and that George. Right? And that George Washington died for hot dogs, even uh, though he died from an illness. I don't know. Uh, no. I don't know. See, no, like, see, now, like, hot dogs, baseball, and apple pie. I was with her up time. until that point. I yeah. was with her. But then you go George Washington. I don't know, man. She's getting, oh. little, she's getting a little political on me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, who, now. We done, we're bringing That's not the point. Uh, yeah. Our dead and, presidents. And war. War. Yeah. War. Uh, such a controversial tub it subject. Is. But I brought up... I brought up <laughs> I said that he died for, for, from an illness. That's actually what happened. Okay. I said the hot dog might have caused it, though. You were you were dropping facts. It's on possible. It. It's possible it could have caused it. It's po- it's possible. It's possible. Sure. That was very very intriguing conversations with people because pe- they were just standing there for on on lines for an hour. Two I heard hours, the, I, I heard the line was like an hour. The you had did was, you go? I walked by. You want to know where First the line of all, was? Lieutenant? Everything was shut down. Yeah. And it took me 25 minutes in the car just to. <laughs> Behind the student center. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, and I'm sure. The line was from about the student center, about three blocks down, and then went up the block. Oh my they, gosh! The seat wasn't blocked off. That's insane. I went up the block. Now it was I a did mess. Not wait in line. I did it was not a mess. My but friend, my friend waited for like an hour. I know. No, it's insane. Oh my. For some crummy hot dog. Yeah, I mean, it's but it's like the experience, right? Yeah, but I'm. I'm not gonna stand on line for an hour and a half for a hot dog, a good corn dog, and awful the, mac and cheese. The That's what I've heard. The experience is just being there, not getting the hot dogs. So I was there. Yeah. I walked by. I did it. That's the experience. I'm not waiting in line for an hour. I went to get food somewhere else. Did you joust? Oh, I did not joust. Hold on, I'm watching this Ranger game. I saw Eddie joust. I did see Ed the Shed joust. Ed the Shed. J- oh yes, I did see that. He, two two. He got he took a, he took a cheap shot he did. from Coach Hawn. Right. Oh, below the belt. Below the belt. Coach Hawn. Made a not so classy move. Not so. No, he's a classy no. guy, but this was not he a classy is, but that move. Was, it was revenge for the basketball game. Oh, it was. It was painful. That, I felt it. That, ooh, yeah, I took a little jump, a little yeah. jump up in the air. I was like, yeah, ooh. When I saw it on Instagram. Oh yeah. yeah, I slapped was, it alike. Um, don't, don't believe me. I slapped it alike. Oh yeah, me too. But it still looked painful. Yeah. Shout out to the shed. Not Shout easy. Out Shout out the crown jewels. And Ed the shed was posting it everywhere. Was he really? <laughs> Instagram makes not Oh, I'm sure he was. Ed the shed. Ed the shed. Ed the shed. Add the shit classy guy. Him. He is a classy guy. Shesterkin just threw a punch at Timo Maya, and it's Jacob Truba, Jacob Truba just wrapped up and fought Timo Maya. Here we go. See, boom, a little push. Tries to get back at him. Truba throws a shot to the face, That's and the, the officials right break there. it up. Yep. Brand new captain, the Truba train. But look, look. In general, yeah, it was fun. I'm just not gonna wait a half hour, hour, hour and a half, two hours for a hot dog. It was buggy too. It was buggy. Oh, it was all, yeah. Really? Oh, Everywhere. All oh, oh, these bugs are getting worse around here. I need to get some bugs back. Uh, yeah, you should. Yeah. It was a good. It's a good vibe though, right? Like oh, people no, outside. It it's nice it when there's like a lot oh, of people it is. out. It was there's nice weather. Good tours. time. There were a lot of tours going on. Oh, that's a good really? time to it come is a good Really? Time. Wow. Yeah, a lot of a lot of tours going on. It's a great time. Look, there were a lot of tours on the Comcello. I heard you saw Woody. I did see Woody. Shout out Woody. I did see Woody. I did see Woody. Did you interview him? I did. I did did talk to him. He was wearing a nice Washington Capitals jersey. It's classic because he's from DC. He is, of course. Or actually, Vienna, Virginia, to, Vienna, Virginia, to be specific. The DC area. Yeah, but the the DMV, all that. The jazz. DMV, DMV, yes sir, yes sir. But in general, you know, um, yeah, I saw him. No, I mean, look, it's a great environment, great day to have, you know, food, 
nice friends. weather, friends to hang out, take a break from finals and classes and what have you. Listen have to a good music. time. Yeah. Well, joust. Well, yeah, joust. Take a cheap shot. Protect the, <laughs> protect the, the, the you the know what. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh my, <laughs> it's something. Well, <laughs> it was uh oh, it was something, and uh, hope we'll see if my lock can come true. Hopefully, the Rangers win this game. And this show was something. And this show was something indeed. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the Rangers win this game. I would like my Mark Messier guarantee to come real tonight, especially when it's a Rangers Devils game, and I guarantee the Rangers to win in Game Five of the playoffs.